it's time for another KPI Cafe, and I'm your host, Dane Seville, and also co-founder and brand and public relations manager of Reunion Marketing here with you once again. I'm so glad you joined me, and today we're going to talk about an important piece of your local SEO, an important piece of your digital marketing, your Google My Business. Now, Google My Business has quickly evolved already from just having listing a listing for your business to breaking your listings out into sales, parts, and service. It's evolved into really a, a, a way in which people now engage with your dealership. I mean, we have examples from Reunion, uh, such as the number of visits that it gets compared to your website. So for example, 51, one of, one of our dealers in a, in a, in a month's worth of data, 51,263 total Google My Business views, 1,257 website visits. From Google My Business, 518 requests and 556 phone calls. Clearly, Google My, I mean, it's the new face of your business. Google My Business is more important than ever. And so I'm going to bring on two people from Reunion Marketing to talk about best practices of Google My Business for your dealership. And that would be our director of SEO and social media, Chelsea Nodine, and our Google My Business internal specialist, Brian Brockman. And we're going to really dive into some nice detail about how your dealership should be creating, leveraging, and optimizing your Google My Business listings, plural. So we're going to talk some about your sales, some about your service, and some about your parts, Google My Business. So without further introduction, let's sync them in. Welcome back. It's another KPI Cafe. I'm excited because there's two faces I haven't seen in a while. Chelsea Nodine, Brian Brockman, thanks for carving out some time to join me for the KPI Cafe. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Good to see you again, Dane. Absolutely. So, Brian, what do you do at Reunion Marketing right now? Uh, yeah, uh, I work as an SEO strategist, uh, predominantly in charge of our local SEO strategy, managing directories like Google My Business and other things for our clients. Fantastic. Well, that's why, of course, you're here talking today, talking, going to talk about some GMB. Before we get into that, Chelsea Nodine, what do you do at Reunion Marketing? Yeah, so I'm the director of both the social media team and the SEO strategy team. So obviously today here in my SEO capacity. Awesome. So let's just dive right into it. GMB, more important than ever. A lot of thought leaders out there like George Nenny, uh, even writing, even creating some extensions for, for dealers to use. Uh, so, but I want to talk about what other people are seeing or how other people justify Google My Business. Chelsea, what do we see at Reunion? Uh, any data or anything that, that, that you're seeing as, as SEO director that demonstrates the importance of Google My Business for autom automotive retail? Yeah, well, as you know, here at Reunion, we do love our data. Um, we lean on it quite heavily. And what we're seeing for GMB is that often Google My Business listings are driving just as much, if not more, traffic um, than the straight-up organic uh, rankings are. So definitely really important. Um, and not only are they driving a ton of traffic, that traffic converts. 
Um, we see a huge amount of that traffic to uh, make, make phone calls or get listing or get directions, excuse me. And even that traffic that goes to the GMB listing often ends up coming to the website directly anyway. So we definitely see our clients having a lot of um, traffic and conversions coming directly from those listings. So very important for our clients for sure. Awesome. So it's, seems like it's sort of the, the new face for the dealership. Uh, a lot of visibility there, even just from the Google SERPs. Uh, Brian, now it used to be, you know, just having Google My Business listing was important. But now we're, we're recommending uh, they be broken out. How does having GMB listings broken out into sales, parts, service, et cetera, into different operations, how does that affect the dealership? Uh, yeah, I think um, breaking out the listing into separate listings for departments has a lot of benefits for both the uh, client as well as customers who are using it uh, for the client. Breaking it out into sales listings, uh, parts listings, service listings lets us uh, have opportunities to rank for new, more specific keywords, not just keywords for service-related things like, you know, make service Toyota service, but even more nuanced like uh, Toyota oil change, you know, Toyota oil uh, tire shop, things of that kind. Um, and that's going to help, obviously, improve traffic. But on the customer end, it actually creates a better user experience. Because having different specific department listings lets you uh, display unique hours for each listing because usually service departments are going to have different hours than the sales departments, uh, making it easier for customers to know when to come in. And it also gives you the opportunity to add unique links depending on what department you're talking about or add you know, unique phone numbers so that the customers can connect to who they want to talk to more directly, more quickly. Awesome. So it, almost, it sounds like it helps with a lot of visibility for sort of non-branded sort of category searches. So tires near me, uh, oil change, Cleveland, Ohio, sort of things like that. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Okay, awesome. How many, so, so there's a range of operations that dealers have. And, and one of them, I think it was Continental that I, I sort of highlighted because they even do, it seemed like rental cars and stuff like that. So uh, Chelsea or Brian, whoever wants to take the lead on this one, um, how many different categories can dealerships fall into? So in other words, how many different types of operations that dealers provide are, are able to be broken out? Is, is there a limitation or how do, what's the process for, for creating those different listings? Sure, I'll, I'll take this one, Brian. Um, yeah, so there's definitely not necessarily a limitation on them other than you wanna make sure that if it has a different listing that it does have its like own hours, own place for somebody to go and enter, own phone number, that it's kind of its own entity um, in, its, in and of itself. That's why like sales and service can be broken out because they're gonna have different hours, they're gonna serve different needs, that kind of thing. So we've definitely seen some that have like rental car, as they have a complete rental service at their dealership, they would wanna have their own listing just for that. Uh, clients often will have like a collision center or a body shop that makes sense to be its own. Um, we even have a few clients that have a charging station um, and we've made them their own listings for that charging station because it's accessible outside of just the dealership operations. Awesome, okay. That's great, yeah, okay, so that, <laughs> charging stations are first for me. Uh, like I said, I saw, I saw the, uh, the body shop. So it just seems like it's a, it's sort of an extension of what we've always talked about with sort of SEO and digital marketing is that we're just trying to deliver on consumer intent. Yes. 
Absolutely. Um, you wouldn't want to have it like, sometimes we'll see like a specific tire shop, but usually that's within the service. So you wouldn't want to, wouldn't probably be able to break it out into like, this is our oil change shop and this is our, you know, batteries change shop because we're not batteries plus, right? We're a service center at a dealership. So we don't want to get too granular like that because then you dilute it and you run into Google saying, nope, that's not actually a separate business. We're not going to verify that. Um, so there are definitely a few limitations, but as long as it's its own like entity, you can make a listing for it. Great. So that sort of is a natural segue into uh, another question that I had uh, for you guys. And that is, so you said, you know, like you wouldn't, within service, they do brakes, oil changes, different things. So then to, to sh show up, uh, to, to have that visibility for those non-branded searches, is it content that you put up on the GMB or like, then how do you create that relevance for those types of searches that fall within like that sort of uh, idea of needing service for that service listing to show? Uh, yeah, I can take this one. Uh, as far as keyword listings in particular, uh, what big things we're going to see um, pushing those rankings are going to be uh, categories of Google My Business listings. Uh, any listing is going to have a main category, but underneath that you have the opportunity to put uh, several secondary categories, and these can be specific, um, you know, services you want to push, oil change, tire shop, you know, brake service are big things that we include in our uh, service listings, and then, you know, car battery shop, things of that kind are things that we'll push under our service listings. In addition to that, uh, the business uh, description, which is an up to 750 uh, character uh, section of content that is available for any listing is a good opportunity to include keywords in there as well. Okay. So within that listing, then, then you can choose multiple categories and those categories help then Google understand and direct related searches to then those listings. Yep. Okay. And categories are the things that have been seen to have the largest impact on rankings. Okay. Okay. So it has, that has the largest impact. Okay, great. Um, so with, you know, you have your parts or you have your service, I should say, and parts sales. Uh, is there content valuable for producing? And if so, what, what are some examples of that? Uh, Chelsea, like, like leading this department, is there any sort of content you're seeing that has influence or impact or any guidance for dealers in terms of what they can level, how, what, what they can produce for the, the Google My Business listings? Sure. Um, I would say the first most important thing that has an impact is just having all of the information filled out. Um, make sure the hours are completely filled out. Make sure you have a separate services link. If you have products or services available on your listing, make sure that you're putting things in there. Um, because that keeps you as the owner of that information and it leaves you less open to other people um, editing your stuff. Once those are all filled out, things that we can impact ongoing are going to be like the images, right? So we want dealers to have high quality images of the outside of their dealership, the inside of their dealership, and various different things like that. Um, Google My Business Posts is a great opportunity to promote something that's going on at your dealership, whether that's like that month's specials or an event that's going on and those refresh on a regular basis. So those can be refreshed as much as you want and you can have multiples of those as well. Um, a really big opportunity for dealers is the Q and a section. So we bring on new clients and we often find they've got unanswered questions 
And that's a great opportunity for them to interact with clients, control the narrative, um, and really get out ahead of what people are asking from them. Uh, and know, like Brian mentioned, the business description, that's definitely a big piece that we do optimize right away. Um, and finally, most of our dealerships have either a product section or a services section where you can add in various things you want to feature. So if the product section is available to you, you want to add in like your core models that you want to promote. Or if the services section is available, that's where you want to say like, you know, you can put in specific oil change specials or brake specials or things like this. Okay, great. Now, this wasn't sort of, uh, you know, I, with every guest, I sent out some pre-prepared questions. So if, if you want to, if you need a minute, I, I always tell friends, silence is okay. So Brian, as, as you're working in these in Chelsea, you can even add in any two cents you have as this as well. Brian, as you're, as we, we get clients and if they have existing GMBs, are you noticing any sort of, are there any really big bare spots or major issues you're seeing as a common thing, theme across new clients in terms of what they might be missing with their GMBs? And there might not be, but is there anything you're noticing as like a commonality of fixes that you're having to make? Uh, yeah. Um, let's take a second to think about that. Um, a big one that I do see pretty often is the attribute section is usually left pretty bare on top of that. Uh, Chelsea mentioned the FAQ. Oftentimes we go in and find outstanding questions um, over, you know, multiple years that have not been answered. And the Q&A section is a really huge opportunity because if somebody has a question specifically for your dealership, chances are that's a potential conversion. It's just sort of hanging on the line that you can, uh, you know, have the opportunity to build that relationship by answering that question. Um, another thing that I see is uh, oftentimes secondary listings already exist for dealers that are left sitting there unclaimed, unoptimized, not really filled out with the correct categories, unique descriptions, um, unique links, anything of that kind. And a lot of times these are things that OEMs or, um, you know, Google My Business itself sets up automatically that is just sort of sitting there is a missed opportunity for dealerships to uh, leverage. Awesome. I'll add a couple other things, um, specifically around categories. We see our own strategy has gone from having few categories to be very specific to now we're kind of rolling out additional categories to clients because Google does say to only have a few, but then we've seen having more can have a better result. So we're actually transitioning our clients all over to have uh, a number of categories, much more than we originally put out there. But one thing that we see is um, the, any search that happens, Google is going to ascribe intent to it. It doesn't always match the intent that we think. So, so we'll see categories like car manufacturer. I don't think that dealerships are manufacturing cars, so that's kind of like a mismatched intent. Another one that we see often is something called car service. So if you see that, you think, oh yeah, I service cars, we should add that. But if you do a quick Google search for car service, you can see it's specifically companies that are gonna come pick you up and drive you somewhere, which is not typically what our dealers are offering. So making sure that the categories match the intent is um, another area that I would say we have opportunity to change right away for new clients. Oh, wow, awesome, okay. Yeah, that car, yeah, that, those are some things I, I never would have thought about, car service. Yeah, just Googling it would give you, give you some clarification on that. Brian, I wanna back up real quick, just for clarification, when you're talking about things that are sort of lacking or need fixed, you said attributes. Is that the categories or what, what is attributes? 
So attributes is uh, a separate section of Google My Business that sort of highlights um, different selling points, uh, unique aspects of a business, um, you know, services, amenities, other things like that, that can be, um, you know, really specific, like wheelchair accessible entrance, you know, wheelchair accessible restrooms, um, unisex restrooms to get to talk about uh, as well services that they offer, like oil change, car wash, car rental. And these are things that um, also do have an impact on ranking. For instance, if somebody is looking specifically for uh, a woman-led car dealership or a car dealership that offers auto detailing, you'll put that in Google. And uh, you know, having that attribute or not having that attribute might be the difference between whether or not your uh, dealership winds up in those local pack rankings. Oh, wow. Okay. So attributes sort of help bolster the, the potential for then the visibility in, in, in those searches. Okay. Awesome. Now, Chelsea, with the keywords, we were mentioned about keywords for Google My Business. Does that come from Google Analytics or like, where do we come up? Where, where are the keywords based? What are the keywords based on that? that we're Ooh, I'm going to have this to Brian because it's part of his job to make keyword lists for all our clients. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Brian? Uh, yeah, so within our regular organic uh, keyword list, I have sort of done searches on those and highlighted uh, a few examples of things that appear in the local pack ranking. So not every uh, search is going to bring up a local pack ranking. That's the thing that you see usually right underneath the ads. It has a map and like up to three listings or when you see the business listing right up the side of the search results. Um, so usually those are gonna be a bit more of the broad general things, um, things like Toyota dealer or Toyota service, um, or you know car dealer near me. Uh, and in some rare cases, uh, model related things, although a lot more likely you're gonna be looking at those uh, really broad high level searches to bring up those local pack results. Okay, awesome. So there's local map pack, map pack results. You said, you know, like there's like those three spots. Is that sort of like yeah. organic? Like the more you're optimized for it, the more likely you're going to show up in those top three spots? Or how are those, how are those top three spots typically doled out? Uh, so generally speaking, um, the rule I've seen in a lot of places to sort of simplify it is your number one ranking factor is something that unfortunately you can't really change. And that's going to be proximity. Uh, whatever business is nearest to the searcher uh, is going to have a much higher chance of appearing up top. Uh, but other things that can impact rankings of a Google My Business listing are boiled down to consistency, where that information is fully uh, filled out, whether it matches the website and other directories around the web, uh, and engagement. Those are things like photos, that Q&A section, you know, of businesses that are well-maintained, it sends a signal to Google that this is more likely to have accurate information that's going to create a good experience for our users. Great. With Q&A, is there a process of, do, is there ever a time where an agency answers questions or is everything always escalated to the dealership? What's, what's a best practice for managing customer interactions? So um, when we look at questions, you know, we don't want to be answering them incorrectly for that dealer, right? So we kind of use a rule of thumb of if we can verify the information on the website, we'll go ahead and answer the question that's already on there. 
if we can't find and verify the information on that website as an agency, we'll send it over to the client to make sure that we are staying as accurate as possible. Fantastic. Awesome. And if I can add, it's a thing you'd be surprised on. A lot of people are asking questions that are things that are easily verifiable on the listing or website. Like when does this uh, business open? Does this business have this particular model? Like things that, you know, it, it's just a matter of doing that extra bit of, of legwork that the question answer didn't in offering that information to them directly. Okay, great. Chelsea, any last tips, thoughts, recommendations for Google My Business for dealers? Any, any concluding uh, things that you think will be important to, to communicate to dealers? Yeah, two things. Um, one, Google My Business traffic is going to be tracked in analytics as either referral or direct. Um, whereas there's a lot of argument to be made that it's really an organic channel, right? So that's one of the first things that we often do is add UTM codes so we can see in Google Analytics exactly how much traffic is coming from Google My Business. And that can help you determine like, what's the impact here? What's this traffic doing once it gets to my site? So that would be a big tip. The other one is very simply don't ignore it, right? Uh, Google is moving to more and more clickless searches. They want all the information available on their page, not sending users off to other pages. If you think about, you know, you can now book a hotel room right from the search result page or all these things that you would normally have had to go to someone else's website. Google is putting as many of those things on their search result page as possible. Um, so this is a great way to still stay relevant and still stay visible to client or potential clients and customers is by maximizing your footprint that you can have with Google My Business. Awesome. Brian, same thing. Anything else you want to add to it? Any, any concluding thoughts on, on Google My Business? I'm um, yeah, adding on to what Chelsea was talking about um, a little bit more uh, as far as don't ignore it. Um, also don't ignore it because, you know, Google My Business is not just looking to the business for information uh, on operations and things like that. A lot of information they get is uh, sort of crowdsourced and they let other people suggest edits to Google. And a lot of times those edits can go live. Another example uh, of a thing that, you know, just normal people can change on the listing, just customers uh, and other users would be uh, photos. A lot of times, you know, you can have photos uploaded that are not necessarily flattering uh, to your business. So it's a thing to check on every once in a while because Google My Business is very much uh, like your website, another online storefront. And what is on your Google My Business is a reflection of the business. So you know, make sure you prune that and maintain it and, uh, you know, make sure that it's offering the best possible snapshot of the dealership. Great. Yeah. You know, I, I can speak from experience with presentations, looking at a Google, my business of a dealer in which it looked like it was the back alley and there was a cracked window and it was like, this looks more like a drug dealer, not a car dealer back here. So definitely great, great concluding thoughts, great tips, everything. Uh, Chelsea, uh, you know, naturally I'm not the person people should turn to for answers on this topic. If someone has, if a dealer has a specific question about their Google, my business, how, how is it best for them to reach out to get an answer from Reunion Marketing? Yeah, if they're one of our clients, they can always reach out to their um, client success rep. Um, I know on, online on our website, we have forums and things for people to reach out. We definitely would welcome questions and we're willing to help out like anyone that has a question, whether they're our client or not, we'll always love to share information. Fantastic. Awesome. Chelsea, 
Brian, thank you both so much for carving out some time out of your busy schedules. I really appreciate it. Yeah, course, thanks, Dave. All right, everyone, and I will see you for the next KPI Cafe. Bye. All right, and we're done recording. Thank you.